Kintsugi is the time-honored Japanese art of repairing broken pottery with gold to highlight the beauty of imperfection. We believe the same is true for life and motherhood, that transparent conversations can impact generational legacy in the spirit of Kintsugi. We embrace our differences and brokenness in the everyday pieces of life because we can all turn our messes into messages and are each more valuable when repaired with care where before we were broken. Welcome to Kintsugi Conversations. Hi guys, my name is Cindy and this is my beautiful daughter Allison and we are here to have another Kintsugi conversation. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I think this is going to be a fun one because I have been having a little bit of baby fever. I made the mistake <laughs> of smelling a baby and now I cannot get the smell out of my Head. Oh my gosh. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that don't know, I do not want more children. And I have been pretty vocal about the fact that I do not want more children. <laughs> However, I am a woman and I am human. And sometimes when I'm around a little baby, I'm like, well, just one more. Would it be so terrible? Would it? But it really would. And I don't want any more children. <laughs> You know, I think that's sort of a natural thing, though, because even at my age, sometimes, you know, I'll see like a little baby and it's like, oh, and and, we, and when you're holding it and cuddling it, even with my grandkids when they were little, you know, just that whole holding and cuddling and smelling thing. But then it's like, oh, you mean I get to do all this with you and then I can go home? I don't have to stay up all night and do all this other stuff? Oh, that works. Well, wait, so first of all, you mean to tell me that I'm going to be in my 60s and still having baby fever? Yeah. It never goes away. You're a woman. It never goes away. But I guess, like you said, the good thing about that is that by that time, maybe I'll be about to have grandkids. And then, like you said, I can just send them home. Exactly. That's the best part, though. Being able to have all the joys of being around the infants. And, the, and even like when they get older, playing with them. But then it's like, oh, OK, I'm going home now. Exactly. Exactly. Well, being that you do loves to hold somebody's baby especially mine i mean mm -hmm. you guys she would hold harper and jackson while they slept like as long as i would let her i'm like if you don't put them down she's like well they're holding on to my my shirt so i can't and i'm like wow you can put this baby down she loved to hold her sleeping grandbaby. I did. But that's just so peaceful then. And just that warm, snuggly, you know, this, that unconditional love. So, Well, being that you love holding somebody's babies, especially mine, how do you feel about me not wanting any more kids? I think that is perfectly fine. You know, you have birthed two beautiful children. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I don't see anything wrong with you making a decision that you don't want any more children. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that in today's climate, especially, you know, financially and looking to the future, you know, educational costs and everything else, healthcare, everything is skyrocketing now. And I think that, you know, not being in anybody's pockets, but it's a big financial responsibility having kids. It definitely is a financial responsibility, especially like, you know, given the things that we we want for our kids, you know, I I remember before I had Jackson being kind of worried about having a second baby because I kind of felt like, am I taking from Harper by having a second one? Like I wanted to just be able to give her the whole world. And now having two, I want to be able to give both of them the whole world. And so it's definitely a financial responsibility. However, for me, honestly, like the reasons that I don't want more kids are 
they really relate more so to our lifestyle. For those of you that don't know, my husband plays professional basketball overseas. And so for the last, gosh, 11 years, we have split our time between America and whatever other country he has been playing in. He's played in Italy, Japan, France, Israel, China, all over the place. And so, you know, now that we have kids, it has been a lot of back and forth with the kids and a lot of instability. And at times there has been a lot on me and on my mom, because she's usually kind of my, my partner in crime when my husband is away. You know, it's been a lot to be solo with the children. And quite honestly, I only have two hands. And so I feel like I only need two kids, like, especially when we're traveling. It's hard enough traveling by myself with two. I just can't even imagine traveling by myself with three. And then it's just like the logistics. I'm like, okay, like, you know, we do have a pretty big car, but like, you know, fitting in the car, I'm like, eh, if we had three, this wouldn't really be as comfortable. Or <laughs> for us, I just think that two is the right decision. And then also, if I'm quite honest, I always, like, I think most people do, not all, but I always wanted a son and a daughter. I got my daughter first, which I'm very thankful for because being that me and my mom are so close, I always wanted to have my own relationship with, you know, a daughter and kind of bring my daughter into our fold mm -hmm. so we could have this multi-generational thing working that we do. But I always wanted a son as well. And so, you know, I had Harper first. And then when I found out that Jackson was a boy, I was like, oh, well, like, we're good. <laughs> like, there's my girl and my boy. I do think, if I'm honest, if I had had another girl, I would probably have been more open to having another baby. But when I found out that he was a boy, I was like, I'm good. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. But, you know, like I said, there's so many things that go into, you know, raising children now. And like you said, you're, with your lifestyle, I mean, it's really, really hard. I mean, there are times that, you know, when you guys are away, fortunately now with COVID being over, I can travel more. But there was a period of time that I could, could not come to visit you guys to at least give you you know, a month of a little bit of a reprieve by being there to help you out with the kids. And, you know, just now there are times that, you know, Harper may or may not want to, you know, go to wherever that is and stay for an extended period of time. I know here when she got back from Japan, you know, she was adamant that she was never going back to Japan again, you know, but when her dad was there and she was here, you know, with just us, you know, there were periods of time when, you know, we found that she was kind of acting out a lot more. And after some, you know, kind of self-evaluation and looking at things from all different angles and picking up the things that she would say, we realized it was because she was missing her daddy so much. But, right. you know, at, you know, two, three years old, we didn't really understand that she would really notice that much, but she did. So there are just a lot of variables into having a bigger family. I mean, like you said, you know, with travel and just the logistics of getting everybody in one place at one time. And, you know, if you had more kids, there'll be a period where, you know, Harper would need to be here, be more stable to be in real school, but then the other kids would be small enough that they would want to be with dad. So it's just a whole lot of logistics. You know, I am glad that you had Harper first because that also gives you kind of another mother figure for Jackson and, yeah. and sort of speak. I mean, she's very nurturing with him. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad in that respect. But I know you've got one of each. So I'm like, okay, it's a wrap. <laughs> How many kids did you 
think that I would have? Like, you know, maybe if you look at me as like a newlywed, like how many kids did you, did you think I would have? I thought that you would have two, but along with that, again, I'm glad it was a boy and a girl because I could also see if you had had, you know, two girls trying for one more, hoping to get a boy, or if you had had two boys, I could have seen you, you know, trying one more time to get a girl. So yeah. somewhere in that two to three range is where I saw you going. Yeah. So it's funny because growing up, I always wanted two kids, like always wanted two kids, boy and a girl, didn't really care which one came first, but like wanted two, wanted boy and a girl. And then after Harper was born, I went through this kind of phase and it wasn't very long, but it was like a phase where I really didn't think I wanted another one. I thought that I may be good with one. And that is because I had this like fear of like not being enough for two and like wanting her to have all of me and not have to share me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like, like, wow, like, I don't know if I have the capacity to have, you know, another one. And needless to say, that passed. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I decided, and I think that honestly, in our last episode, or maybe it was two episodes ago, we talked about estranged family members. And I do have some family members that I have chosen not to have a relationship with. And because of that, I feel like it can make my family feel kind of small. Mm -hmm. And so I remember telling DJ, like, you know, we don't really have a huge family, so like, let's make one. And so all of a sudden, I, th- I thought I wanted to have like four kids because I-, I wanted to give my kids kind of what I didn't have as, you know, your only child and then not having relationships with certain people. I was like, if we have four kids and we raise them close, we make sure they always have a close relationship, like they can have this big mm-hmm. family. However, I then realized also based on, you know, my situation, having estranged family members that... Our family is not always, you know, the family that we're born into and we can create our own family. And so I said, you know what? I don't really have to have all these children. I can just have two and then we can build these relationships with other families who want a big community and we can build our own, you know, big family, even though we're not all blood related. And that's what we have done. We have, I I think, probably two or three other families that feel like family to us, even though they're not. And you know, we've kind of committed to having our kids grow up together. I think, you know, down the line, we'll try to do holidays together. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, like they will be our kids' family. So they will have that big family feel without me having to be pregnant a million times. So it all works out. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, family is not always in your bloodline. Family is the family is are the people that you know, share your goals, your hopes, your dreams, you know, that unconditional love that you get from them. They're there when the things are going good, when things are going bad. And it can be, you know, a neighbor next door, a neighbor across town, you know, whatever that case may be. But you can always generate, I think, that whole family feel. Like you said, you know, you guys can vacation together. You guys can do holidays together. And that is truly what makes a family. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, Mom, I know, of course, a lot about your, I don't know, situation and I don't want to call it a decision, but like why you only had one child. But for those of us or for for the listeners that do not know, I did want to ask you and have you kind of share how many children did you think you would have? Well, to be perfectly honest, growing up and even as a young adult, children 
were not on my radar, period. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about having kids. To be perfectly honest, the only reason why I initially growing up, you know, and I'm talking, you know, 22, whatever, wanted to get married was to escape from my mother's house. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you trapped my daddy, did you say? Uh, well, I saw I'm that as my only means of escape, you know, being that young. Fortunately, I was able to you know, meet, you know, and fall in love with the wonderful man who became my husband. But even in that, I never, I was so caught up in, I guess, living life freely and not feeling like I was being a held hostage or in prison, that kids never crossed my mind. But when I found out that I was pregnant with you, you know, everything changed. You became the focal point, you know, of my life. And I couldn't have been happier to know that, you know, I was expecting, you know, a, a baby. Mm -hmm. After you were born, you know, it was just us. And I did go through a period where I did want another baby. And I went through, had some medical issues and unfortunately ended up having to have a hysterectomy when you turned, I think it was three, you were three, but Charles and I had even talked about the possibility once we found out I couldn't have more kids, we had talked about the possibility of even adopting mm -hmm. and kind of toyed with that idea a little bit and then just, you know, ended up in the long run just ruling that out and just being happy with, you know, what God had given us. And I think that, you know, mom, while I know that you quite more than likely would have had another kid, at least one, had you not have to have a hysterectomy, mostly because I know that I badgered you about it so much as a young kid, always wanting a brother or sister. However, I do think that like, you know, I have to say, and I come from a blended family, so I do have siblings from my dad that are much older than me. But for the most part, I did kind of grow up as an only child because I was the only little kid in the house and I was my mom's only child. And I have to say that, like, there's nothing wrong with only wanting and only having one kid. Like, I had a perfectly good childhood as an only child. I don't think that being an only child really stifled me at all. I am a little bit weird about my personal space, but <laughs> outside of that, you know, I think that people that say that they made the decision for whatever reason to have only one child kind of get a bad rap. And I've actually talked to one of my close friends about this. Like people have said really hurtful things to her about having one kid. Like, oh, well, why would you do that to him? Like, why would you, you know, he's going to be lonely. And like, y'all, we have got to stop putting so much pressure on families to fit into the mold that they want, that we want them to fit into because we know better so we can do better. We know that now, you know, people do have issues conceiving. People do have hysterectomies and some people just don't want kids or if they do have one, they don't want another. And now that we know better, we can do better and we have got to be more mindful of how we go about having those conversations with people Honestly, if you don't know someone well, you shouldn't even be asking them if they're having kids, when they're having kids, if they're having more kids. You know, I agree with that. You know, people can be so hurtful. And if you don't want children for whatever reason, then I'm sorry, but stay out of stay out of this person's business. Mm -hmm. If they have made if someone has made, have made a decision not to have children or to only have one child. 
I'm sure they have thought about their decision, weighed all the emotional aspects of it, pro and con, and have made the best decision for them and their household. So I say this with all love. Stay out of people's business when you don't know what's going on. For sure. And if you are the recipient to one of those comments, you know, if someone comes to you and says like, oh, when are you guys going to have a baby? Or, oh, why don't you guys have a baby yet? Or, oh, when are you guys going to give little, you know, little TJ a a baby sister or whatever it may be? You are well within your right to respond with something like, you know, that's something that me and my husband have discussed amongst ourselves and something that we honestly don't feel comfortable discussing with others we will keep you posted if we so choose. But if not, please respect our privacy and love us, you know, the family that we are, however we are. You know, you are well within your right to say that. <laughs> Girl, you're so nice because I just tell the fate of stay out of my business. Right. We know what she would say, you know. <laughs> just stay, stay out of my business. If you have asked, you know, a couple about having kids, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just saying that unless you really, really know them well, tread lightly because there can be so many things going on behind the scenes that we don't know. I mean, I'm sure that people came to you without knowing that you had a hysterectomy, you know? Yes, please be more considerate because I do remember... Um, I was at this huge convention uh, with my husband and, you know, people were like, oh, it, they, everyone knew you, of course. And, mm-hmm. and they just kept asking me over and over, oh, when are you going to give Allison a, a little sister, a little brother, whatever. And I was fresh off of my hysterectomy. And I can remember actually leaving the room hist- almost, almost hysterical. Mm-hmm. I was so upset that people just kept asking me that. And, you know, when sometimes when there are medical reasons why you can't have other children, you do take on a sense of failure, mm-hmm. a sense of, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, woman enough, all of those emotions. So when people keep asking you that, it just digs that knife so much more deeper. Yeah. And so I invite you, if you maybe have accidentally been one of those people who have, you know, said something that you now see is inappropriate, you can totally apologize. You can totally say, hey, I was listening to this podcast and, you know, they were talking about X, Y, Z. And I realized that, you know, I don't really know what is going on with you or why you have made the decisions that you have made regarding your family. So I'm really sorry if I crossed the line and offended you in any way. I'll mind my business. <laughs> yeah, just just be more considerate of other people's feelings. You know, I always say to people, you know, trying to walk a mile or not even a mile, trying to spend, a, you know, a few steps in someone else's shoes. We always want to think that, oh, I will handle this situation a certain way. But not until you're actually in the throes of those situations and those emotions do you really know how you would handle something. So just be more kind and considerate of people's feelings. For sure. For sure. I agree. And, you know, the decision to expand your family, to start having kids, to have another kid, no matter where you are, it's not an easy decision. And it's also not an easy decision not to have any more kids. You know, I, I, I know in the beginning I was adamant, like, I don't want any more kids. And I don't. However, like, it's not a decision that I necessarily came to lightly. And it's something that me and my husband talked about in great detail. And it's also something that when I was practicing therapy, I did have, I think, two clients come to me who were kind of battling with whether or not they wanted more kids or not. One of them was actually a couple and 
one wanted more, one didn't, and then the other was just an individual. And so, you know, in therapy, what I have done with clients in the past when I was working in that capacity is to try to try my best to kind of like guide them through that that situation and the pros and cons. And I know we are talking about human life here, so it's weird to say pros and cons, but there are pros and cons, right, to having a baby, especially if it's a second or third baby. And so I have them like walk through the the pros and cons and sit with them as they do that. They might journal some at home. And then we will kind of walk through those pros and cons and we will make the decision first logically based on those pros and cons. So a very logical decision. Like, does it make sense for you to have more kids? Can you have more kids financially, emotionally? Do you have space in your house, in your car? All those things for Mm -hmm. more kids. And then after the decision has been made logically, that's when we kind of step into the emotional aspect because at the end of the day, this is a big decision. And no matter what the logical answer is, there's going to be, you know, emotional factors that come into play as well. And those emotional factors are going to differ for everyone. But then we kind of walk through the emotional factors before, you know, I allow that person to come to a decision. Yeah, all of that makes a lot of sense. And then, you know, there are, like you said, pros and cons in in having only one child. There's pros and cons in having more than one child. So, you know, I think you need to just really take time, though, and examine, first of all, why you want more kids or why you don't want more kids. And, you know, sometimes if we can, it's it's a very emotional decision, but sometimes if you can take the emotion out, and kind of look at it generically, I think that also helps to form the right decision for you and your household. It does. And we recognize that there may be some of you guys listening that are walking through this very decision. And so we have included a PDF for you guys in our show notes of kind of conversation prompts, questions to walk through with your significant other if you guys are kind of on the fence trying to decide if you want to have another baby or not. There are three things for you guys to kind of discuss together. And then there's three questions for moms and three questions for dads so that you guys can, you know, get the conversation going and discuss, you know, whether or not you both want more kids and try to come to the best decision for your family. So we invite you guys to check that out and, you know, see how it goes. And I encourage you though to Take other people out of your decision. I'm not saying don't don't discuss this with other family members or other close friends, but understand that everyone has an opinion as to how someone else should live their life. Mm-hmm. You can't live your life based on what society or what anyone else thinks is best for you. You know, take the time to make the decision for yourselves and also know There is no right or wrong answer. It's the answer that best fits you and your household. That is for sure, for sure the truth. We want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Kintsugi Conversations. And if you are not already in our Patreon community, we invite you guys to join that. We will link it below for you guys. And in our Patreon, we always share like bonus episodes to accompany every single episode that we release. And my mom is talking all about her experience raising only one child, me, in our first bonus episode. So be sure to have a listen to that as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.